This episode of the Beauté Industry Podcast was brought to you by the Australian Dermal and Laser Institute. Hello and welcome to the Beauté Industry Podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry. I'm your host, founding director of Beauté Industry, Tamara Shaw. Here, we are closing the competitive gap and speaking your language. This is a platform created and dedicated to the professional beauty industry, valuing community over competition. We serve to help connect you with inspiration from industry experts, expand your knowledge through educational pieces, and bring you the latest in product and technology innovation. This is Beauté Industry. Today, my guest needs no introduction as she is an industry inspiration and I'm sure you all follow her business on Instagram and Facebook, Hood Skin and Body in St Kilda, Victoria. And of course, I'm talking about the wonderful Gree Tomty. After moving to Australia and experiencing both acne and melasma at the age of 25, Gree decided to open Hood to help more clients like herself. Hood's specialty treatments include using DMK skincare to help age management and acne treatments, which are provided in a relaxed and beautiful Nordic environment. Greed's story is one that will inspire you to work hard for your dreams and help you understand the importance of taking your client on a skincare journey. From Hood Skin and Body, today we welcome Gree Tomty. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and I'm really honoured that you want to have me on the show. Absolutely. You are one of the most requested guests I think we have had on the podcast. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, Yes, I'm so excited for everybody to hear your your background and your experience and everything Hood Skin and Body. Thank you so much. I, uh, I must say I'm really loving your series. So, I think it's awesome to have someone in the industry that is so great at connecting people and, you know, putting everything out there because it is, uh, you know, we're all business owners and we're all kind of, we're in this together, but it it can be a little bit isolating. So thank you so much for doing that. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Thank you for those lovely words. And, (laughs) you know, it's through podcasts like this that sometimes we can kind of abolish that isolation and, you know, letting everyone else hear that we are all going through the same thing, even though Instagram and social media makes it look all very mm-hmm. glossy and shiny. Yeah. Um, you know, we have we do have the the shady days as well as the light days. So That's it. I wanna, you know, talk about that today as well. But starting back at the very First beginning, um, when you moved to Australia, you have a beautiful accent there, um, (laughs) but you experienced our harsh Australian climate. And um, I've read that that led you to develop acne as well as melasma. So can you just tell us what that was like for you? Well, it was a bit of a shock, to be honest with you, because I had always had clear skin growing up. And I really never had any issues at all until I came here to Australia. That's not to say that I don't love Australia. It hasn't changed Mm -hmm. that. But, 
it really was, it, it was a bit of an eye opener. And at the time it was extremely stressful and my self-confidence really suffered as a result. So I, I went through a bit of a tough time and it was bad enough having adult acne, but the doctors put me on the pill for my acne. And so on a holiday in the Witch Sundays, I came back with melasma. Mm. So, yeah, I can honestly say that I sympathize with everyone who struggles with their skin. It's um, something that's really got me started on my journey. Yeah, oh, gosh, I can, I can actually relate to that myself. I was one of those people who always had, always had the most perfect, flawless skin, you know, and I would have one breakout and think mm. that it was the end of the world yep. um, up until I was about 23 and then, of course, the hormones come and yep. the PCOS comes and then all of a sudden you've got full-blown acne and with that inflammation comes pigment and yep. it definitely does kind of re-educate you why you're in the industry that you're in. So sure. I want to hear from you, how did that experience lead you into the beauty industry? Well, it had a direct impact, I can tell you right now. Um, we, so my husband and I, then not a husband, he was my, my partner at, this, at that time, but uh, we were living here and we'd been here for five years. And throughout that time, my, you know, my acne had just, you know, developed into this huge uh, thing of its, of its own. And after five years, we decided that we wanted to try life in Toronto and we got there and I wasn't able to work because I didn't have a work visa. So I, you know, I was a bit isolated. I had a face full of inflamed acne and I had this very interesting pattern of melasma that covered my entire cheeks and my forehead. So yeah, I felt a bit miserable mm. and um, I made it my mission to find some solutions to, to what was happening. So I spent pretty much most of my days doing research into to these kind of solutions. Um, but at the same time, I started seeing a skin therapist in downtown Toronto, and it wasn't long before she suggested that I put my passion for research of, you know, skin, you know, skin solutions into practice. So I did a traineeship with her and the rest is history. Amazing. And did you just love when you were doing your traineeship did you know straight away that this industry was for you you know it it's so funny because previously so when I was in Norway my student life was basically I was studying criminology social anthropology Middle East and North African studies all kinds of weird and wacky subjects <laughs> and has nothing to do with skin. So um, I sort of went from that to, oh, should I be a lawyer? And then back again, I never really found my, my thing. And so this really, as soon as I started studying, I was like, wow, this is, this is really interesting. And um, yeah, it really did. It, it changed everything for me. And, uh, and I knew straight away that, this was this is it for me and I guess because you've had that personal experience yourself it makes you even more determined and passionate to help others as well absolutely and I you know I look at my team now and I think wow pretty much every single team member I have have you know somehow 
struggled with their skin, whether it's acne or, you know, pigmentation or um, eczema. They've all had that background so they can all really relate to their clients. And I think it's so important to do. Mm, yeah, you're not wrong there. And so talk, me, talk to me about the hood skin story where did that begin for you what did the early days look like um where did you start there oh my god it's a long story but uh, <laughs> we'll start at the beginning so after living in Toronto for three years we came back to Melbourne we didn't really like Toronto as much uh, a bit, <laughs> bit too cold so I when I came back here I had this novel idea that I wanted to learn how to do acrylic nails don't ask me why, but that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> so I contacted the girl who used to do my nails and I said, look, I just want to learn how to do nails. So could I work for free for three months? Um, and, you know, in return, you teach me how to, to do nails. And she goes, yeah, sure. Um, so I ended up working in this salon for another three years. And wow. while I was there, I... I never did any skin treatments and that was always my passion. So I kind of spent all of my time um, doing every single skin related course known to man and uh, on my own time. Mm. And then I opened a home-based uh, salon, which quickly sort of became the go-to place for, for brows and skin because I was really passionate about skin. So it kind of word spread pretty quickly. And yeah, that's, that's how I started. There wasn't, um, there wasn't any training in, in the salon that I was working at. So I, um, I really just found myself setting up until two o'clock in the morning on Facebook, on all these Facebook boards and kind of researching anything that had to do with skin. Mm. Uh, and after six years of working for myself, I just, I, knew that something was missing and I, I wanted to do a bit more. So I found this old rundown building around the corner from me in an area that it, it was just, it was a kind of a forgotten area in St. Kilda. There was, there was nothing happening there. There was no other businesses. There was no other shops. And I found this old, old building and I just loved, I loved the bones. So I thought, yep, yeah, this, this is it. You know, mm -hmm. this is uh, this this is perfect for what I want to do. Um, it was nearly falling to pieces, but I knew it had mm -hmm. potential, so we kind of jumped into that. And it took a lot of money to realize that potential, mm. a lot of money. And um, yeah, my husband and I are here on our own, so we didn't, you know, we didn't have any family to help us or anything like that. So we put everything on the line. All savings borrowed from some very generous incredible friends and borrowed as much as we possibly could borrow from the bank at a very very high interest mm -hmm. um, and so we got started and yeah looking back it was definitely the most challenging year of my life but it was also the very best thing I ever did. Amazing and two things that kind of really stood out for me there is one, the fact that you say, you know, you studied in your own time. So yep. for those three years that you were working at the acrylic bar, mm. you were doing nails, doing nails, but had a passion of skin. And I think it's um, 
and I'm being a generalist here. So if you're a skin nerd or a learning nerd, don't hate me. But (laughs) generally these days I hear a lot of therapists say, but if I go to training, am I going to get paid for it? Or I don't want to go to training on my day off. And that for me makes no sense because I'm a very similar person to you. I want to learn. I want to be better, do better, grow more. And so exactly the same as you, every single day that I had off, I was in a training session. I was Googling before Google was the thing, you know, (laughs) reading books, you know, and so... That's it. it really, I don't know if it's the mentality of some people these days. Have we given people too much before they've deserved it? But you have to, you have to educate yourself. And often I travel around to some businesses and I say to the therapist, when was the last time you attended training? And they say, oh, my business owner doesn't send me. Or your business owner is not going to put your bum in a car and drive you there, you know. If she doesn't send you, then you need to send yourself. That's so So, true. Yeah, something that, you know, that really resonated with me then. But also you've mentioned there that you had six years in a home business before you went into opening your own. And again, I don't know if it's because, it's easier these days, but people get out of beauty school and they want to open a clinic yesterday, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and it just shows the the true um, tenacity for you being a business owner thinking, well, ducks in a row, I need to build a strong clientele. Yeah. I need to have expertise and education before I can just go out there and do it. So Definitely. I really love that part of your story. Thank you. Yeah, look, it wasn't it wasn't until a bit later on in my kind of home business that I I knew that I wanted to do more I was kind of happy just plodding along doing what I was doing but it grew so you know so large because I was doing all this training and all this development and I was really passionate about skin and and I had two skincare ranges in my home clinic and you know just it kind of just took on a life on uh, of its own And I think you're so right in what you're touching on there that I think people just think it's so easy to just open a place and people will come and the rest is kind of history. But honestly, the first year of my business, it was, it was horrendous. (laughs) I wouldn't, Mm. I am so happy that I stuck to it, but I'm also, I'm also so happy that I had the learning curves that I did because it was uh, it was a lot of hard work, and uh, and I think that people very much underestimate it. Yes, and I want to touch on that hard work a little deeper. I guess when people look at the Hood Skin and Body Instagram and social media, you know they see fifteen thousand followers and they have a look at all of the high profile yeah. models <laughs> and Instagram influencers, and they probably attribute it to an overnight success which really has been like 20 (laughs) years in the making but talk to me about some of that business journey you know how did you go from opening and struggling in the first year to now being booked up as you are well I can definitely tell you it wasn't always like that we (laughs) started off I remember there was three of us uh in the business myself and two other therapists and having gone from, you know, being on my own to having staff from day one, it just seemed like a huge jump. And I was really, I was terrified. 
I remember Googling what an induction was because I had no idea what to do with these people. I had, you know, hired Mm -hmm. these people and now all of a sudden I was responsible for making them, you know, uh, know what to do, how to do it. Um, They were, you know, they had to have clients and I just, you know, I was really overwhelmed. So um, I think that journey from the beginning to where it is today has been just extremely you know, tough, testing, exhilarating, heartbreaking, but also fun and rewarding. But, you know, all of those things all rolled into one. And, um, yeah, I I remember when I started, before I actually opened my place, I had hired two really experienced therapists because I thought, look, I'll hire these girls who have a lot of knowledge. They're really experienced. So that's obviously going to set us off on the right path from day one. But uh, they actually quit before we opened because they thought, they thought I would never make it. They thought they, they actually told me, look, I'm so sorry, but we just can't take the risk. It's just not worth doing. And Mm. at the time it just seemed like such a bad omen. And I thought, Oh my God, surely something that I don't know, because I felt really, you know, I felt like I knew that this was going to be amazing, but I sort of, I was lacking the way to explain that to someone else, I guess. And so I can't really blame them for leaving, but I'm really glad it didn't stop me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it's hard as a business owner to um, articulate your your passion and your drive and your why to others 100%. and I guess you know they they just didn't get it at the time but That's it. we can clearly see it now <laughs> yeah it's uh look I was just really green and you know I I just didn't really know I didn't really have any guidance or you know I had a I had a business coach but there wasn't much guidance there at that time And so, you know, I opened this place and, uh, you know, I Googled what an induction was and we made it through the first few days and, you know, the phone was barely ringing. So that was a little stressful. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, interesting to say the least because it was a, you know, a double story building and uh, our treatment rooms were upstairs and we couldn't afford a receptionist or so I thought at the time. And so Mm. we got a lot of exercise. Yeah, I can uh, imagine running up and down those stairs. Exactly. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, after a little while, I I did uh, engage another business coach, uh, and that was was really great. We um, sort of learned a little bit more about some, you know, doing some promotions and getting clients in through the doors, getting a little bit more structure, um, knowing what to expect of the staff, knowing sort of how to hold them a little bit accountable, and that sort of started the whole sort of growth process. And uh, after a little while, I felt like I got the basics down. And, you know, we had a lot of word of mouth referrals and some of those initial promotions. And we started getting quite busy. So gradually we added some more staff and we started at the same time narrowing down our services. So, um, yeah, I decided it was time to reshape the vision of what Hood's future looked like and decided to focus less on beauty services and more on skin because that was my passion, right? Amazing. And I guess that's probably answered um, 
a question that I wanted to ask you of what would you attribute the, the success now of Hood down to if you could say, you know, three things, what do you think that they would be? Three things I would say getting laser sharp clarity over our purpose Mm. Um, because that was something that in the sort of in the beginning phases we just didn't didn't really have clarity over and it comes down to what you were saying before which is articulating you know um to to your therapist what is it that we do here and why is it that you want to work here why you know why do we do what we do and so that was that was a huge turning point for us um Second thing, I would say having a motivated, passionate team who shares and lives out that purpose. So, you know, having team members who, you know, who are on board, on the same bus and who, um, yeah, who have a, a common sort of direction, I think is really important. And a third, I would say, is uh, continuous growth, uh, focus on growth and development, which is what we spoke about before a little bit with training and uh, things like that. Yeah, amazing. And when you're talking about growth there, you mentioned before having the structure um, before the growth. Once again, I think sometimes people, you know, and even I've thought it with Butte industry, I think, right, the more members we get, the better. Mm. But if you don't have the structure, well, then your scaffolding falls down. And exactly as you're saying there, you know, we worked on the structures and the policies and procedures and the team and had that that real clarity of your purpose. And I love what you've said there about we have kind of narrowed down the treatment menu because I think a lot of people get very excited and they want to do everything and they do everything good but nothing great and I think that's probably one of the the most um profound things or um you know highlighted things that you see at hood is uh hood I'm gonna say that incorrectly (laughs) hood that's okay you're being great company there (laughs) (laughs) um is that you know it's so obvious that you do skin and you do it so damn well that in my mind I just wouldn't go anywhere else, you know, and and where people say, where should I go for a skin treatment? You're always front of mind. And I think that as well comes down to being a specialist, not a generalist, and then having great branding as well. Yeah, yeah it was, look, it was definitely in the beginning days we, we did everything. So, you know, we did nails, we did spray tanning, we did waxing, we did, you know, skin, we did everything. But about, I think about eight months into the, you know, the opening of the business, we found uh, a new skincare partner, DMK. And within that concept, we sort of became a bit more focused and a lot more invested. And it really spoke to our purpose, which of course, at the time, we didn't really uh, articulate, but now we kind of know why it sat so well with us and so you know that's that kind of started our growth because we were all a lot more focused on where we wanted to go and what we wanted to do and so yeah it was organic from there but it was really fast that's good I like we like fast organic traction (laughs) 
The Australian Dermal and Laser Institute is currently offering educational classes across Australia and online to raise the standard of skin technology and education. They offer courses in IPL, laser hair and tattoo removal, LED, plasma, skin needling and more. To book an educator in your space or to attend a workshop, visit www.dermalandlaser.com.au for more information. Well, along the way, those uh, structures and those systems and procedures, they really were tested quite a bit. So we had to, um, it's something that we still have to work on because, yeah, we doubled our team in, uh, in you know, in a quick two, three months because we, we built some extra rooms. So, yeah, it was, it was quite quick. Fantastic. And you, like many others in the industry, are a therapist first and foremost, and you've taken on the business owner role. Um, have you invested in any kind of further study, qualifications, or anything else that have taught you what you know now about business, or mm-hmm. is it all just experience <laughs> and winging it? <laughs> you know what? I think uh, from day dot, I decided that it was. Uh, it was really important to have a business coach and mm. I've been through quite a few, like not quite a few, I've been through four since, uh, since then. And they all served a really valuable purpose from the first day that I opened till, till now. And it's something that's definitely ongoing. So in the beginning days, I, you know, it was all about learning um, how to set up the clinic and how to talk to the team about and uh, what to expect and promotions and things like that. And then the last two years I spent with another business coach that taught me everything to do about numbers, about business and numbers. And I've really hated numbers with a passion. So I can tell you this is really putting myself out of my comfort zone. Um, mm. you know, as a therapist, I feel like this is such a common scenario. We, we don't really like to look at the numbers, but it, we have to, and it's been so valuable. And I can now tell everyone exactly where all of our numbers are at any given time. And I really, I, I love that. And I feel so much more in control. And this is, this is something that happened to me a couple of years ago. Um, I just have this this way of, you know, not celebrating success. I don't know if anyone else has this problem, but for me, I'm always looking at the next step, the next thing, what needs to be done now? What needs to be done now? And so in the past, I was really, I didn't know the numbers, so I couldn't really celebrate the milestones. And I remember one time a couple of years ago, I was crying on the phone to my then business coach And I was telling her how quiet we were and how are we even going to stay in business? And, you know, it was all very dramatic. Um, (laughs) Then we went through the numbers together and she started laughing at me. She said, great, you've just had the biggest month ever. And you didn't celebrate because you didn't pay attention to the Uh numbers. This is why it's important to to know your numbers. Mm. Um, Yeah, so... After two years of learning all about numbers and the business, I knew it was time to change things up a little bit. So seven months ago, I found the business mentor that I'm now very, very lucky to work with. And it has been a game changer. 
So and love that. Yeah. And you know, finding, you know, as you've said, in all that time you've had four different business coaches. I think sometimes people feel like they try one business coach or a mentor and it didn't work for them. So mm. mentoring and coaching isn't for them altogether. Yeah. But I think, you know, there's so many out there that we need to find somebody that's right with us and that also aligns the same values as us and, you know, being transparent from the get-go and saying, well, what is it that I want and what can they bring? Absolutely. Um, not everyone's personality is going to be for everyone and coaches and mentors have such different things that, you know, everyone has a different strength. So definitely, I really like that. It's a valuable lesson. Yeah, I think, you know, as time goes on as well, you learn certain things from certain people and then it's about sort of identifying what you need to learn next and what where's the gap. And so for me, that was all about, uh, you know, developing and defining myself as a leader and just really becoming clear about our purpose and but also developing the team of leaders within my business so all my therapists are now getting leadership mentoring as well and I think that's really um, that's changed everything for us Mm, something that's very special and you talk about the hood team a lot Hmm. and we see on Instagram (laughs) um, you know the hashtag hood girls have more fun yes I actually know somebody who wanted a job at Hood that badly that they had been offered a very good management job elsewhere and they still said no because they wanted to work for you. Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and your beautiful team. So I'm thinking that a lot of other therapists are out there thinking, what does it take to be a Hood girl? How can I get on Grease team? (laughs) Well, Um, can you, yeah, deep dive us that? Well, we are currently recruiting, so thank you very much for that plug. (laughs) If anyone's listening, we, no, we are, look, I love my team. And it hasn't always been this way. There has been some really tough times. And I think girls can be notoriously volatile. And there was a time that I really hated going to work in my own business, which is really sad. Mm. But it's something that I hear about a lot in the industry from other owners. And I think it's really important that we speak about when it comes to to, um, this kind of podcast, because I think it's something that You know, it looks very glossy on Instagram and, you know, people sort of think, oh, everyone else is, you know, it's so easy for everyone else. But honestly, there was a time that, yeah, it wasn't that easy. But now we have a team that all live by the same purpose and the same values. And honestly, they they kick ass every single week. They just, they inspire me so much. So, yeah, to be a hood girl, for me, you have to live for the chance to change someone's life. That has to be, you know, their primary focus. They need to have a reason why. Um, and it shouldn't be about the money or just doing a job because, you know, they couldn't get into law school or something like that. It needs mm. to come from the heart and they need to be a real team player and cheer um, their teammates on and contribute positively to the team. Yeah, and, and I know exactly what you mean when you say it's not just a job that you're applying for. And one of the questions um, I always ask when doing interviews and helping business owners do interviews is 
let's ask the therapist that if they don't get the job today, what are they going to do tomorrow? Yes. You know, and if they are just going, oh, well, I'm just going to jump back on seek and I'll probably just apply for a few other jobs. It's like, well, they really didn't want to work with us and for us and maybe they're not the right person. But if they're saying, well, I'll just keep applying until I get the job. Um, or I'll go and I'll, you know, I might train in your products or I might train in your services yeah. before I get the job. Well, then that's the kind of person you want to hire and that's what creates that magical team. Absolutely. And I, I'm always surprised when people show up to a job interview and they know nothing about you. And they, you know, yes. I mean, there's two two completely opposites there. You've got some people who come in and they, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm meeting you. Like I, I watch you guys on Instagram every day. And, and then you've got the other way where someone walks into an interview and they have no idea what skincare range you use. They have no idea, <laughs> you know, how long you've been in business or how big is the team or anything like that. And I just think it's, it's quite, yeah, it's definitely not the way to get a job with us. Mm, I was talking, I can't remember who now, someone the other day, even just simple questions like asking the therapist, when was your last treatment yeah. um, and what products do you use <laughs> on your own skin? Definitely. You know, and that will really tell you who's invested in a career and who just wants a job. That's it. I honestly, I, I interviewed someone last week and uh, we finished the interview and so she, she said to me, hey, is it okay if I buy a cleanser from DMK? And I said, well, of course. She goes, yeah, I just really need one. And I, I love this cleanser. And I was like, oh, that's great. Good to know. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But. And I guess something, um, yeah, great stuff. <laughs> Tick. Yeah, exactly. Um, something that we see often and you know you do a lot of lives on the Instagram and your Facebook is the team doing training and having lots of meetings and going out to lovely wineries and things like that Um, talk to me about the development that you invest in the team well I mean I come from you know like I said before the place that I used to work at uh, before I started my own business had absolutely no training or investment in in my growth so one of the things that I learned from that that I took out of it was whenever I you know were to open my own business I I always knew that I would change that so I see training and development as definitely one of the key things to any successful business I always hear people complaining about the cost of training and you know, oh, I trained this person and then they left. And, and I just always mm. think, but what if they stay? If they stay mm. and you haven't trained them, you're never going to be on top of your game. And if they don't get the training, the good ones will leave anyway. So probably from just being too bored. Yes. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. yeah, I think, uh, I think it's really something that, you know, we invest a huge amount of of, uh, of money and resources into training. And I think it's, uh, it's definitely paying off. We, you know, we have a great time. Uh, the team is always growing. They have, uh, we have actually just appointed a training manager. So it's, um, yeah, it's something that we are really passionate about. And, you know, as far as doing, you know, team outings and things like that, I think it's, it's expensive, but you know, it gives me so much joy in return to have a happy and motivated staff. And I think that's, uh, I think that's really important. 
Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I guess you can train anyone to a certain degree to perform a skin treatment, to understand the ingredients, to understand how to sell a product. But it's very difficult to train a team in culture and community and to really treat the team to be like sisters and best friends rather than just teammates who pass each other in the kitchen exactly and I think it's it's really it is so so important so important in fact that you know my you know the the work that I do now with my mentor it's all about creating the happiest team on the planet and that's Mm. that's my that's my mission Yeah, that's a beautiful mission to have. (laughs) And something I love so much about you and the business um, is, you know, you're what I call a hands-on business owner. And so you're currently working, I believe, one and a half days in the clinic. So while at the same time you're running and managing the business, you're also in the treatment room. And I really appreciate that because sometimes there's a disconnect between the business owner and the therapist and they don't understand what each other does. Um, So how important is it to you that you do have that hands-on approach and that you are still treating and um, getting that level with your clients well it's changed over the years so I started off obviously being uh, hands-on six days a week and uh, on the seventh day I would um, work on the business and that wasn't really feasible for you know for a variety of reasons I guess Um, so it has you know slowly sort of decreased since then but I yes I'm currently in the clinic um, a day and a half every every week and um, it's basically for me just a way to keep in touch with clients I've had for you know over 10 you know 10 to 15 years who still come in and Mm -hmm. and it's also a really good way for me to be around and motivate and inspire and just have you know, I feel the positive energy in, in the place. And, uh, yeah, when I'm not, you know, treating hands-on, I'm still in there uh, you know, talking to the team and uh, having little chats and, you know, kind of seeing how I can how I can help or motivate in their day-to-day work. So I think it's really important to have that connection with the team. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And one thing you touched based on there is, um, you know, that you're readily available to inspire. And I know that you do a little bit of work with other clinics around you to kind of be that inspirational voice. Yeah. Um, what's your advice to business owners who are searching for success in their business or anything that maybe you wish you knew when you started? <laughs> oh, my God, how much time do we have? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of advice I think that I would be able to share. But in a short space of time, I think I had a little think about this. And I think as business owners, we're notoriously famous for giving ourselves a hard time. And especially in our industry, we second guess everything and we beat ourselves up over things that no one would if they were in a completely different line of business, like in the you know, banking sector. I, I, I just don't see it happening. But as mm-hmm. business owners who are also therapists, we are such caring people. It's, you know, it's just part of what we do. So my advice is to find what you love doing and spread that love to your team and to your clients. And if that's nails, then that's awesome. If it's brows, then go for it. But if it's skin, 
you know, there's a huge amount of love that you can share with your team um, doing that as well. And I would say don't be sidetracked with what everyone else is doing because that's for them and it's not for you. Mm, that's amazing advice. Thank you. And um, one thing I just quickly want to touch base on, um, the name Hood, can you give us a little bit of background and your background and the visual of the space that you've got there because it's absolutely beautiful and something very unique uh-huh. that we don't see in a lot of um, clinics in Australia. Thank you. Yeah, um, because, I mean, obviously I'm from Norway, so, uh, well, I don't know how obvious that is anymore, but my accent (laughs) is a bit strange nowadays. Uh, Yeah, I'm from Norway. I I grew up there, and um, when I was uh, sort of going on this this journey to a place, I I instinctively knew it had to be, you know, uh, it had to be in homage to, to my hometown or to my home country. So it had to be Nordic, it had to be Scandinavian. And um, so everything you see is very scan- Scandy there. Um, it kind of reminds you of a bit of a Nordic living room. I've even got photos mm. of my, my mum and dad there. So uh, it's all Aww. kind of spread out in the, in the clinic. But in terms of uh, the name, I still remember when I when I found it. And hood in Scandinavian means skin. And of course, as you know, skin was my was always my passion. So it just couldn't be anything else. But I remember telling a girlfriend of mine who was um, she was in marketing, and she said, "Great, it's just not a great name because everyone will say HUD." And that just sounds terrible. And I said, yeah, I know. But you know what? I just really think that we'll be so well known that everyone will know it's been, it's pronounced hood. Yes. And so. And um, other than me incorrectly pronouncing it, everyone does. No, you've done very well. (laughs) Very well. (laughs) brilliant thank you so much for all your advice today and your beautiful inspirational story um as i mentioned fifteen thousand followers on instagram so i'm sure many people are already following you but if they aren't um can you just point us in the direction of your social media your website um and anything else we may need to know about yourself and the team yeah thank you um our media are so our instagram and facebook is just at hood skin and body and our website is www.hud.com.au amazing thank you so much for your time today i so appreciate you coming on and sharing all of your wisdom and i'm absolutely sure that our audience will have loved um hearing about all of your insightful journey (laughs) into the beauty industry and you know all of the success but also um the shade along the way and i think it's so important that we kind of um you know dust off some of that shine and show people where we've really come from and um you know an overnight success is generally 20 plus years in the making absolutely (laughs) and i think you know i think reflecting back on it now like yes our clinic is hugely successful and you know we've had an immense growth and we're very lucky um to have such you know have a really thriving business but yeah it it is uh, it is hard work and and i think that uh it's important that we you know that everybody knows that it doesn't happen overnight it's uh it's a lot of it's a lot of hours and a lot of years that's that goes behind it 
Brilliant. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you once again for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. One thing I so appreciate about Gree is her honesty and ability to reflect. It's not often on podcasts that we hear about the struggles we go through as business owners because we are generally looking at the shine and the gloss of where people are today. However, it's a friendly reminder to us all that you have to start somewhere. If you would like to know more about Gree, the team, or the clinic, Hood is spelt H-U-D, which you can find across any social media platform. Like Hood Skin and Body once was, if you don't already know, Beauté Industry is an independent startup business and the way that we can touch more industry people like you and spread our message is by asking you to tell your friends and colleagues about us. If there is someone you know that needs to hear today's message, make sure you tag them across social media, send them a message or share a screenshot of this podcast with them. And if you so wish, I would love it if you could write us a review on your thoughts about today's episode on any good podcast station. Until next time, stay connected.